If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're no longer. Oh god, you just spoiled it. Are we already recording? Oh Oh god, oh god, oh god. Uh, Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Three Red Lights. That's right, the Three Red Lights podcast. I am your host for this, my final installment before I fly off to Neptune. What? Well, I got a house in Neptune for a really good deal. Here uh, with the real estate, you know, economies going down. Yeah, well, Neptune's you think, a good place to buy into now. <laughs> you, yeah, you think the economy's bad here? <laughs> <laughs> the economy is total crap in Neptune. And here's my thought: sooner or later, you know, we're just, we're going to ruin this planet within the next couple of years. I think. Uh, you know, where where are we going to go? Neptune seems like a good option. I think we'd go somewhere else first. <laughs> Neptune's well, kind of pretty, far away. It's pretty far. <laughs> Cle- clearly it's kind you're, of not exactly clearly hospitable. You're, clearly Doesn't you're the atmosphere not an burn people alive on Neptune? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's a Well, problem. first it kills them dead, well, then yeah. it burns them. <laughs> you need some pretty high-grav housing on that, too. Sure, sure, sure. There are some difficulties and challenges ahead, but what entrepreneur does not face those sort of things? So there we go. Uh, I am uh, your host, Hillary Goldstein. This is my last day ever on Earth. What? Hosting the Three Red Lights podcast. Uh, with me is Charles Agnet, uh, who I will probably kill on my way out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. I was going to say I was going to move to Neptune, too, but I guess I don't, really, <laughs> You'll be dead. I don't really have to worry about that now. Well, no. Now I've changed my plans. <laughs> Since you, I uh, can get you a good deal on a house. Uh, <laughs> and a special guest. Speculator. Ryan Geddes. I'm back. Whoa. You're from Planet Seattle. Yeah, Planet Seattle. It's not that very hospitable there either, actually. No. And uh, Eric Bredvig, soon to be overlord of the Xbox channel. And I'm from Planet Lunch. Yes. So to explain, uh, Jeremy Dunham, as some people know, uh, he is flying off to another universe too. I think he's going to another, a different dimension. The space between spaces. Yeah, I the think. space between spaces. Uh, knowledge is his treasure. Uh, Gold. He's leaving IGN. Uh, I am I'm moving on up to the big 
East Side. I don't know where. Where did they go? Big top. Yeah, the East Side. Yeah, they go to the, the a deluxe apartment <laughs> yeah. in the sky. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's where you're going. No, yeah. Neptune. On Neptune. Yeah, on Neptune we don't we don't have the Jeffersons, so that's why. I didn't. Oh man. Yeah, it's it's a rough place. Sounds like a terrible but, place. But we don't. We, well, actually, it's kind of weird. But we get cable from 30 years ago, so we haven't actually got the Jeffersons <laughs> yet. <laughs> what are you called if you're from Neptune? Is that a Neptunian? Yeah. Neptunite? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I think a, ne- a Nepton, maybe. Nepton. <laughs> we don't have, we don't have uh, native people of Neptune that yeah. could argue the point, so a, a we kind of get to this guy, decide. Yeah, deploids are the currency of Planet Lunch. We've been, we've been through this. A ne- Neploid? <laughs> Some it's just all credit space, right? It's going to be yeah. credits. In the future, yeah, everything is space credits. Yeah. Galactic credits, space Let's credits. See. Yeah, here's it's going to be here's 17 the thing. space bucks. Being the founder of our timeshare in Neb- on Neptune, I have all the credits. And I'll dole them out as I see fit. Are they space uh, is there credits, any though? sort of like international or intergalactic bank that you know I can convert my dollars into well, space funny credits? You, funny you should mention that. I just <laughs> opened up a bank on Neptune. <laughs> called the Galactic Bank. Yeah, it's called the Galactic Bank. Uh, yes, I only we, go to space banks. <laughs> We also have opened up a sister site, Space Banks. So wait, I have a nice. question. Yeah. If in the future, as we all know, will happen, everything will... Yes, there will be a future. All currency will be based on credits. What will it be called when you actually have credits? Like a credit card or, you know, if you have a line of credit. Will it still be called credit or will it be called something else? Because things will get confusing. Well, they'll be called euros. <laughs> Euro cards. <laughs> you guys don't know, do you? Space cards? No. You don't have a good answer for this. <laughs> Well, as a Termi- we need to figure it out before we get to the future. <laughs> as, or it's as the gonna be Terminator very movies showed us, the future is not set, Ryan. What you decide they're going to be called today, the future could change Man. that. Man. Or a machine could come back from the past. You ruined everything when you called them euros. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a glorious reunion. You know, this is like, it's kind of like. You know when a really terrible band gets back together and starts touring state fairs? Yeah, yeah. We're this basically kind of like an REO Speedway. Like 38 Special I was going to say, say, say we're kind of like Rat. We had like one hit episode. <laughs> Did we though? Yeah, I think I think really? I think I think the uh, episode Fitty maybe was actually that was that, 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 good. That, 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 was, that, was, that was like our round and round and round uh, and round. Yeah, and that was it. And then it's all just been all the rest been crap. Yeah, see, I wasn't even part of that, so I'm just part of the crap. <laughs> no, you're like, you're like uh, the, you know, like the, the original drummer is dead, so you come in like to fill his shoes for the, for the fair tour. You're like the Wolfgang Van Halen. Yeah, well, unfortunately, a bizarre gardening accident. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the original drummer uh, was one of the frontiersmen for the Neptune uh, exploration, uh-huh. and uh, he passed very quickly and painfully <laughs> in a cloud of vapor. Actually, he's probably still traveling to Neptune. He'll be there in about 10 years. That's actually not that long. Yeah. Well, he's been traveling for a while now. Uh, and so, <laughs> since I am banning you, uh, Eric Bredvig is taking over as Supreme Commander. I'm, my title will be Master-in-Chief. Mm-hmm. And Eric, I don't know, do you, what, what's your title? What do you do want I get to, to make one up? Sure. Uh, Whatever, I don't care. Hmm. How about Orbital Drop Shock Editor? You're Master-in-Chief? Master-in-Chief, yeah. <laughs> yeah see. You should be the Arbiter, maybe. No, the Arbiter sucks. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Demon. Demon. What about Orbital Drop Shock Editor? That's not bad. Ooh, that would be an interesting Although, way to come into work every day. That would be cool. I don't know, though. I think Dave might have already claimed on that. He's uh, working on a picture of himself as an ODST. Oh, yeah, he's, he's obsessed. Been, he's been working out for like two weeks. The uh, Orbital Dave Shock Trooper. <laughs> yeah, you That's can't take good. that one then. Yeah. Well, you I'll could think take about it. it. I'll think about it. So uh, what do we got going on this week? 
This is a typical episode. Well, see, I, came, <laughs> I came prepared with a Ben 10 Alien Force pen. So. I've got a cup of water. <laughs> I also have a cup of water. Yeah. Wait, which Cheers. one? Is that my cup of water in the middle then? This one's mine. There are many yeah, like it, but this one mine. is mine. Oh, That one's mine. All right, let's stop talking about our cups of water and All talk right. about something cool. Uh, video games? Eh. Oh, we can talk about Lost. Ooh. But Lost is not even on the air right now. We could talk about the awful. Were you shopping awful, for like yeah, sweatshirts True or something? True Blood finale. Yeah, are we allowed to talk spoilers. I at haven't point? seen. I've mm. only seen the first season. So, oh. well, let's see what's on the TRL agenda. Oh, okay. New new thing on the podcast. If you go to twittercom syndrome, uh, you can actually see our agenda build in real time. If we, wow. if we in real right time, now. in real time, <laughs> the future is now. Using the hash mark TRL. So wait, so what you're saying is that while people are listening to our podcast live, they should go to the TRL. <laughs> yeah, who knows? We might have updated it. <laughs> okay. But probably not. But it's probably a great not. System. But um, we also got some suggestions uh, on what we should do with this agenda, uh, and one of them was where, uh, where should we shove it? Hmm. We have a one. Uh, Stephen Lucy says we should discuss how awesome sequels to Beetle Adventure Racing and Tetrisphere would be. Anybody? Uh, how awesome? Well, Beetle Adventure Racing. That game was awful. Was yeah, not so great. Really, I thought it was pretty. Well, I didn't actually yeah, play it, was, it, it so okay. I can't really speak in an informed manner on that one. But I heard it was good. Wasn't it an adventure? I didn't play it. It was just racing. Yeah. It was just racing. Well, you but, like flew over titles jumps wrong, and collected man. power ups and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, I actually really enjoyed Tetrisphere as well, which was just Tetris on a sphere, as, <gasps> as the title indicates. You're blowing my right now, Charles. I know. No, it was actually pretty fun. The so world in three how awesome would a sequel be then? Uh, I don't know. How would they what, you how would you advance then? it? Um, I, I don't. I probably wouldn't play the sequel. You, I, I, I believe <laughs> that you would have to fit pieces in the space between spaces. Mm, yep. It's really difficult to do. How about Tetris Dodecahedron? That just seems way too complicated. There's too many sides. It's a lot of sides. I couldn't navigate that much. There'd be way too much view switching. Probably throw up a little bit. Also, is it good? Is it good or bad? It, what 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 is a sign of our status that Kanye West has not come in and interrupted our podcast to tell us that Beyonce has made the greatest music video of all time? Because I feel that one, maybe it's a respect thing that we're actually so big and so good that Kanye Kanye himself would. Oh, I'm not gonna fu- I'm not gonna mess with that. I almost. I almost <laughs> <laughs> I almost got thrown off the air. Uh, or, or is it just that we're not big enough for him to even notice that we're on I would exist? say it's probably the first one. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> Which is pretty great. Well, I have been, since we haven't done a podcast in quite a while, I've been playing a Always few games. Always on the negative, Charles. What? <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm giving an update. I'm giving a status report. Well, you know what? Things have happened. Events you know have what? occurred. For somebody who was in a coma for the last three or four weeks, they think the podcast has been going on this whole time. Yeah, so coma recovery people, you know, welcome to our, <laughs> welcome our to extremely <laughs> on time and <laughs> and frequently appearing podcast. With a great agenda. And yeah. good luck with the walking again. But I played, uh, I was playing a few games, uh, Section 8, uh, Wet, and Darkest of Days. Um, you did a bunch of reviews, Charles. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't know if, if you guys have played any of them. or. So I did a preview thing on Section 8 a few months ago. Oh, okay. And I was really curious to see how the final game turned out because they were like really ambitious what they were what they were trying to do um well i mean the game i, I thought it it didn't really necessarily do that much like that was new or incredible but it was like well built like the the formula it's just like multiplayer only and before every uh before every life on the battlefield you actually drop in like a odst style i guess like eric comes to work uh-huh. yep. just yeah. like the same sort of thing and you, you drop... can take your armor off dude no i can't all right 
Yeah, that looks it's like, really, really a pain. It looks ass really to heavy. get it back on afterwards. All right. What, if, what, what happens <laughs> when you have wear to wear all the time? It's kind of like Mr. T. He had so many chains that eventually it was just so much of a hassle. He just slept in them. It's kind of like well, that. I'm pretty Did sure he? that the chains eventually Wait, just you... bonded to his skin. <laughs> oh. we were, like our favorite story about the woman <laughs> on the toilet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, we need, yeah. Wait, how do you know our Mr. T? really was better before. How do you know Mr. T slept in his chains? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it just took so long to get him on and off. I remember reading that back in the day. Wow. I was a big Mr. T fan. You read that? Where, where would you read that? Like uh, my Tiger news groups. Beat or something? News groups. News groups. Geocities. <laughs> Geocities. Yeah, Geocities.com slash TRLBBS. <laughs> By the way, people still using Geocities, please send us links to your sites. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Is there, are, do they still exist? I don't Actually, think Geocities People exist can anymore. put that on the on Twitter. Yeah. Like, just link us to, to terrible Geocities pages. It'd be awesome. You know it was Geocities if there was one of those under-construction things. Yes. Those were great. And, and a counter. counter There's always a JavaScript counter at the bottom. 101 people have visited this site. And it's the same dude who's just refreshing his page <laughs> yep. over and over again. i got to get my counter up. I'm not realizing you just changed the code. Make it seem like a lot of people were there. Yeah. And it was great because I had my own Geocities message board, which counted. It was just about people asking the question, does my Geocity counter include the times that I click on my own site? Because every the, the guy who got 101, every time he checks, he's like, ooh, one more person. And then finally he was like, wait, is this just <laughs> me? And then he had to come to my GeoCity site just to find the answer. Wow. Yeah, it's intense. Cornered the market on that. Yeah, I wish I we could uh, add a counter to like some articles. Just the old school style. What, with like giant like, really like, digital readout Not like numbers. a good one. Not, not a good one at all. I mean really bad. Are there good ones at you all? You mean one that works or one that just looks like crap? One that looks like crap. And doesn't work? Yeah. <laughs> kind of kind of like the opposite of section eight so section eight we would i mean actually i want it to be exactly like section eight i want it to work but look like crap yeah, that's basically, that's that's basically how i summarize section eight they, I, I, saw it. I have a better idea Uh-oh. and i'm gonna interrupt you i have a better that's, idea why don't better we put be good. a counter that starts at a million and counts down and so that every time we want it to every time somebody views we count we subtract one and when it finally gets down to below to a zero we shoot nate in the face <laughs> <laughs> and there's a live video of him just captured, like Saw style, with like you know a shotgun in front of his face with a string. And as soon as it gets to zero, boom! Wait, with a, so with a gun? Yeah. Well, how, how else would you shoot somebody in the face? Well, know. you could use a crossbow, water pistol. That's true. Ooh, or, a crossbow. crossbow, boomerang. Yeah. Crossbow. No, do do? I almost What's bought a crossbow when you boomerang someone in the face the other day. Yeah, what is it called when you boomerang somebody in the face? Oh, don't them. get me started on the boomerangs. You guys know how. Can I you have a boomerang <laughs> gun? Would that work? That would seem more efficient. That, yeah, Multiple I suppose. Boomerangs? No, wait. Would you be shooting boomerang at boomerangs, crossbow? or would you actually have bullets that can do like a boomerang? Well, that's like what wanted, right? No, I'm talking about like a crossbow that shoots boomerangs. It seems like you could load. You could definitely load a yeah, boomerang sure, on you a could crossbow. Do that. But it, but it's always a wrist with, know, with, with throwing fact, a boomerang. I know for a fact that it exists because I believe there is a Nerf gun that is like a crossbow that shoots a little boomerang thing. Really? It's like a little disc thing. Does it work though? Does it come back? Well, no, it's a Nerf thing. That don't work. work at all. No, <laughs> the, Nerf? Me, the Nerf football doesn't they work. Break on, the time. break on Christmas morning. <laughs> football doesn't work. Oh. <laughs> Uh, it's like saying a tennis ball is broken. They can be broken. Well, I mean, you can break it if you puncture it, but if it's just like a ball, then it's like this ball is broken. That doesn't... Speaking of broken, what did you think of uh, Darkest of Days? Darkest of Days is not a good game. <laughs> they were promoing that so heavy, like at PAX. And... That is not a good game. I just, I really strongly dislike that game. So basic it... idea of it is that you travel in time and shoot 
people back in time with machine guns? Yeah, so I mean the concept is really cool. It's like, hey, <laughs> I, I like the concept. It's it's like a really like B movie style like cheesy sci-fi plot type stuff. So it's like you get snatched out of uh, the fight at like Custer's Last Stand. Um, and are introduced Don't you mean to this crazy custards last stand. Uh, yes, I'm sorry, custards last stand. <laughs> okay. To be historically Continue. accurate, the, yes. mo- the, <laughs> most de- the most delicious of all slaughters <laughs> of all the last stand. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the tastiest battle of all time. Um, and you're ripped right out of there. And then so the this like spooky sci-fi organization is like, hey, by the way, Which, you're... first of all, I'm going to say <laughs> that, that <laughs> this guy actually a favor has been done to him. Whatever happens after that, you think about it, if he was at yeah. if he wasn't pulled out of Custer's last stand. I mean, it doesn't end they well for him. They call it the last stand for a reason. Yeah, exactly. It's not because he retired afterwards. <laughs> it was like, well, that's all for I'm me. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't fun. get any better than that. Peace. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's really goofy. Like, so he's pulled out of there, and it's like, oh, whatever. Now I'm in a future sci-fi organization. Who cares? And like, let's just uh, <laughs> let's now, I'm gonna, now I'm going to do a training mission, and then you just go through time portals in an <laughs> I'm attempt to do a training mission. <laughs> you go through time portals in an attempt to find like the lead scientist of this future organization, and also set right um, events that have sort of been going out of phase because they've been messing with time or something like that. Hmm. Um, which translates to finding like two people in like World War One and uh, the American Civil War, uh, which is actually where most of the game takes place. Although you do go to a few different environments, but uh, the battles like they tried to make them like really large scale, so they throw a lot of enemies on screen at once, and like just the behavior is so like crazy and erratic of the enemies. Like it's just really difficult to figure out what's going on. It just is not fun at all. Like. I was just running around in battles, like, okay, I guess I'm supposed to go to this waypoint, and then, like, the enemies are, like, shooting the wrong direction, or, like, <laughs> running into a tree, or, like, trying to shoot each other, and it's just like, we'll this, do that. why am I playing this? <laughs> I don't know, it just, it wasn't fun. The 360 version had the unfortunate uh, uh, added uh, knock of uh, not running well at all. It was, like, really choppy and stuff. The PC version ran a lot better, but, yeah, the game itself, I just, I did not enjoy the guns didn't, like, feel like anything, because you use, like, future weapons and stuff, right? Because they're supposed to, like, give you future weapons, so they give you, like, an assault rifle in, like, the Civil War, and you get, like, these weird, like, mortar things that you can fire up in the air and then determine where they fall, and you use them on, like, German troops and stuff like that, and later on you get, like, some, like, weird flamethrower thing, but I don't know, they didn't seem all that cool. They didn't, they didn't like, have a feel to them. I just never felt like I was in, like, these crazy, like, battles as this futuristic warrior. I just felt like I was watching a broken game. <laughs> so, it just, yeah. So, you liked it? So, no, I did not, okay. I did not like it very much. And, yes, there was much hate from, from readers on, on my opinion. Charles, really? Charles? Really? There was, yeah. Charles doesn't like anything that breaks with what history is. Because <laughs> Charles, Charles takes the Terminator movies very seriously. Now, I joked about Terminator movies earlier, but I can tell you right now, Charles, act, that's a, like a religion to him. He believes yeah. that there are people out there going back in time and messing with stuff, and he doesn't like a game that suggests that you would go through history and mess with stuff again. But I like the concept, though. I thought it was, I thought it was a neat concept. Was there a Canadian read, Civil um, War? No. Have you read The, huh. uh, the End of Eternity by Asimov? Uh, no, it's a good book. Time travel. Have you, you uh, have you have you have you have you met have you met Isaac Asimov? No, I've not met well, Isaac Asimov. I don't know why we're even having you on this podcast. <laughs> Has everyone here met Isaac? Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. Well, he was on episode sixty-five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has quite a mouth on him, dude. I was like, the swearing; good. it was really out of control. Was there yeah. an episode sixty-five? Yep. Yeah. Of oh. course. Yeah. yeah that was episode. that was the whiskey episode. Mm. I think you guys are just making stuff up. 
You're crazy. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't fully research this podcast before you agreed to be on it. Yeah. yeah. That was your first mistake. Yeah. If I, you, I, would, I would fire your agent if I were you. Can we talk about good games? Sure. I we played section, Firefight. I thought Section 8 was good. All right. Can we talk about great games? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Firefight, yeah. Fun. We, fun. Uh, we got to play, Hillary and I both played it uh, last week. Um, I had played it a bunch of times before, but this was your first time playing it, right? Uh, this is my first, like, full, like, actually playing a bunch of matches, like, not like a five-minute thing at E3 or whatever. Those matches can go forever. Yeah, you had a, one that was over two hours, right? It was about two hours long, and we could have kept and going, but, uh, we were playing with a guy from, uh, GamePro, and he was like, I have to go do stuff, and so they, like, he handed off the controller, but, uh, you can see the results of it. I think up on Bungie.net right now, there's a quick, uh, photo of one of the screens, because, uh, we were also playing, Brian Gerard was in our group. And uh, he he's got a community his, manager. He's community manager for Bungie, and he got uh, his highest score he had ever gotten. So he took a picture of it. Oh, nice! Uh, it's really fun. It's uh, it's really hard to get through, and uh, it's it's uh, everything I wanted it to be. I mean, this is the thing, right? We know that the multiplayer is the same multiplayer from the adversarial multiplayer is the same from Halo Three with a few new maps. It's hard to get really excited about it unless you've already been playing, still playing Halo Three kind of stuff. But to me, it's like there's so much with the 10 maps in firefight there's like there's enough mileage in that that i wouldn't ever care to play adversarial multiplayer anyway like i like like firefight enough that i just wouldn't want to bother playing anything else but you're gonna have to if you want the recon armor because the final vidmaster achievements are on uh can finally be gotten and you can get recon armor whatever i'm just gonna send my review score for a halo 3 to bungie and say can i have recon armor please (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm changing this (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was really cool, and I thought what was interesting is we, we played on two different maps, and, like, you could just tell that the way that you have to use your strategy just completely changes from map to from map, map yeah, yeah. which is really interesting, because it, the, the basics don't change, you know, each round has this, the same set of skulls that kind of add on to each other, and even though enemies are randomized, you, you kind of get a sense of what you're going to get, I mean, it, it's still Halo, there's not that many different <laughs> enemies, you know, the weapons are all the same and stuff, uh, and... But it's like playing on one of the... The, the bigger maps the, is the a big, lot like different. Playing on like a really small map where you can hide from snipers and you know where you can actually kind of separate the enemies a little bit more is completely different than like one of the really wide open maps where it's like you have to be in vehicles to survive. And, and you worry about wraith tanks. The bigger maps start yeah. dropping wraith tanks oh, in against you and you're just like, oh, okay. That's uh, insane. I mean, it's, Someone needs to take those out quickly or we're all dead. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really awesome. cool. Uh, it's, uh, I think people are really going to... I know that I'm just gonna play the crap out of it. It's like the like I love Rainbow Six because I like playing terrorist hunt with like three other buddies and we just kind of you go through each map and mm-hmm. just clear out guys. And this is sort of like that, but 20 times cooler. I would recommend starting on the heroic difficulty. Um, it's really really tough on legendary, but then you'll get to the point like where we were, where your match is going two hours long, and you're like, okay, time to bump up the difficulty. Although we still had most of our matches, the good ones were about 45 minutes. We had a few bad ones that were only like 15 or 20, but uh, it's definitely not the kind of like, let's hop in and get a quick game of yeah. Firefight, mm-hmm. and then a few hours later, like yeah, you, can, you and your this, friends this are still up of, at 3 in the morning. This is one of those, like, let's all get online at midnight and play for a little while, and you're like, we'll play one game tonight. Yeah, and yeah. it's a, really, it, it comes down to an endurance thing. At the end of two hours, just keeping your focus and not going in, the only way you can keep playing is if you play conservatively, yeah. you stay away from everyone, you don't get stupid and run in and try to attack a brute chieftain just with, like, a pistol. And uh, after, two, charged. <laughs> after two hours, you're like, screw it, I'm going to go try to punch this guy in the back of the head, and you run and die immediately. But uh, it really, keeping your focus for that long is... 
and there's, it's a challenge. There's fun little things. Like I love that if because uh, you share a pool of lives, and I love that if it's down to just you're the last person mm-hmm. left, uh, and it's like you're the last man standing, and then if you win, like it's like hero, which is great. Like because yep. you've survived to the next round, you've gotten everybody bonus lives, so people respawn and stuff. Yep, everyone respawns as if there are no lives left, and uh, you also get a medal for that. You get a yeah. hero medal. That's cool. Yeah, I'm psyched. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, the sh- choppers are a big help in some of those big open maps. Warthogs are a little rougher. Just because mm. they're hard to control, too. But yeah, you, and the communication is the other thing, too. I Like, you just, you're not going to survive on any of the higher difficulties or even through all those waves if, like, people aren't talking to each other. Yep. Which is, you will do because they're going to be your friends because there's no matchmaking, which I think is dumb. Yeah, that sucks. Because they're using the really? same, they're using the same exact halo 3 engine they're not modifying the net code and it's so it's based on the co-op uh Uh. stuff and there was no matchmaking for uh halo 3 co-op i know at the same time though i played a lot of horde in gears of war 2 and i can count on one hand the number of times i played with strangers but but is that that because you can't count above five no because (laughs) i only have one hand and it's not it's not funny of you to bring it up i was was laughing a little bit until you said that and then i figured yeah thanks charles I was trying to show support well, for you're, your you're, one-handedness. You're, you're just upset That's because why they call me Stumpy. You're just upset because one of the immigration rules for Neptune is that you have to have two hands. Yeah, well, I don't want to go to Neptune anyway. Also, you should probably bandage that up because it's bleeding all over the place. <laughs> It'll I, stop I eventually. Have... I only have so much blood in my I, body. I, I, I don't know why you always gnaw on yourself. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> you really shouldn't have done that before we started yeah, recording. I was nervous. Personally, I would never play with just random people. Yeah. But that's I also know a ton of people who play yeah. video games. And I know there are people out there who but love would Halo. would they play with you? Well, yeah, probably not. I can try to sneak into their open matches before they lock it down. <laughs> Damn, suckers! <laughs> don't kick me! Don't kick me! I've been got in here. Oh well. But I, but there are other people, you know, who maybe there's only a group of two or three people, and they want to play a four-player match, and they can't get a fourth person. Yeah. And they have to go sitting there searching through the net, looking for someone who's just going to grief them. I don't know. <laughs> and when can we expect that review? Do you have a time frame for that? This weekend. That could be Saturday then or Sunday. Yes. Wait, and then the game part comes of, out. Part of the embargo, I had to sign a crazy uh, embargo agreement before they would let me play the game. Uh, but I have played it now, all ready to write the review. I just can. Part of the embargo agreement was that I cannot say when the review is going up. Wait, can I? Uh, Oddly enough, I can say this weekend. The, uh, wait, so the embargo is like stuff, you can't talk about like specific areas and all that stuff, but did they say you can't uh, give us your score? <laughs> yeah, I also cannot give you a score until, the, until this weekend. I'd like to have our lawyers look over this agreement. Hang on. Is it it's between Joel Spiderman. 0 and 10? It is between 0 and 10. Spoilers. So it doesn't... Well, yeah, already. It it's on our it scale. Do, it doesn't break the scale. <laughs> Therefore, epic failure. Yeah. I actually don't have the score done yet, so I would not be able to give a score anyway. Still crafting that score? Yep. Crafting it. Piece by piece. Is it a curvier score or a straighter score? I don't really know. How many decimal <laughs> points does it have in it? <laughs> is it 1? Is the score a one? I can't say. No, one decimal point. Oh. How many numerals are in the score? Man, remember when our competitors accidentally posted their score for Halo 2 early? That was funny. No. I do. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. There's another game that uh, Mark Bozon got to play that we didn't, that Isn't we all want Bozan? to play. Uh, oh, yeah. Should we try played, calling him? Or? No. He okay. played. It's well, he won't Bozan. respond. Yeah. He originally said he would call into our podcast and tell us all about Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer, which he played for a few hours last night, and now he's not responding to his IMs. So, 
Way to go. Jerk. Good job, Boson. But there was a bundle announcement, a 360 bundle announcement. With a 250 gigabyte hard drive. A very, yeah, huge hard drive. What's the price on that bundle? A billion dollars. $400. Yeah, it's back up to 400 dollars So this, the Elite normally is 300 bucks, but then this one's $100 more, and for that $100 you get a special Modern Warfare colored 360, two wireless controllers, uh, a headset... And the game. Is it the collector's edition? It's the normal edition of the okay. game. Well, that sucks. Well, and that hard drive. which And is, a 250 gigabyte hard drive. Which is enormous compared yep. to Oops. double yeah. the size of the old one. More. So it actually is a good deal if for some reason you don't have a 360 and you want the game. I still need a 360 with uh, HDMI out on it. So mm-hmm. I saw that and I was like. Well, we have, and once I read that, I threw my 360 out of Windows. So I was like, I need a 360. <laughs> but I believe it does not come with an HDMI cable. Although you can buy those for like two bucks, so who cares? Yeah, or yeah, I mean, I just I, I need think the, the elite. Out cause, come, yeah. The elite comes with an HDMI. Not anymore. No, not anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, they yeah. took that out. It's just uh, composite cable. Jerks. Yeah, it's just the the or system. Component cable. The on, system I had when I when I turned it in originally after my first system red ringed. Um, yeah, it was too early for the the HDMI out. Great story system, about so. Christine Steimer, by the way, for, uh, our uh, content planner who uh, formerly an Edelman PR person. She did work directly for Microsoft. Uh, for two years, apparently, did not know that she was playing all of her games in the standard def on her 360. <laughs> oh, no. And she just recently moved into a house with a bunch of other IGN people, and they saw her playing, and one of them was like, this looks like doing? crap. Why are you watching this in standard def? She's like, that's not standard def. It's HD. And they go, no. And then they just hit the switch, and she's like, that looks so much better. They're like, have you really been playing this for two years? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Wait, you mean the switch oh, on the back yeah, of the... I think it was the switch on the back, yeah. Uh, oh, no. Oh, my God. Wah, wah. Owned. Yeah, I was also playing uh, playing wet, um, Ooh. which uh, was well, hello, not sailor. Not, <laughs> was was not as good as as I'd hoped it was going to be. You hoped it was going to be good. Yeah, I mean, I I like those style. What? I, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Why wouldn't you hope a game is good? Yeah. Do you ever? I don't hope- know. Action game with blood and swords and a hot girl. Based on seventies action, well, I, I like That's the cool. I like the the Max Payne slash Stranglehold style action where it's it's the slow motion based stuff. So you know enemies pop into a room and then you go slow motion and you know do acrobatics and kill them. I like it when it turns into Kill Bill. Yeah, well, I mean the game it just it, the gameplay itself isn't that good and like the character movements kind of sloppy and yeah, it didn't it it wasn't like a, a consistently rewarding experience. It got it got old. I mean to say it. I guess succinctly is yeah. the game just gets old after after a really while. Really quickly, and they do try to mix it up with yeah, like the the Kill Bill like craziness. Like it turns into like Mad World style graphics. Yeah, um, weird. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's weird. like the main character like Ruby will like shoot an enemy in the face uh, to to start this off, and then she'll get like blood on her face, and that apparently changes how she sees things. And it'll like you can get more multipliers that way, but it doesn't change like the, the, the same. Place. By the way, I'm hoping stuff. that the uh, since we were talking about Quentin Tarantino movies, I'm hoping that the next Call of Duty game will be Call of Duty Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> so it's awesome. just a lot of conversations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of conversations and it just and then ends someone violently. gets shot. Yeah, and then they shoot the floorboards and ah. Oh. Spoilers. I played a little yeah. bit of what I thought that I would have. Enjoyed playing the whole thing if it came out over the summer. But when it comes out in the fall and there's other awesome games coming out, I'm kind of like, meh, just play something else instead. Yeah, yeah. well, like, what, like all the all the combat is, like, really arena-based, so you'll you'll move just from combat arena to combat arena, where they'll have, like, enemy spawner devices that you have to disable, like, like gauntlet-style stuff. Um, and then between there, there's just a bunch of, like, weird platforming that doesn't really 
work very well. So it's like, well, I don't know. Parts of, parts of the game just, like, it's really uneven and just, yeah, ultimately it, it wasn't very wasn't very satisfying. But it was still, I mean, it's still okay. Like, it's still like, oh, I can have a good time with this, but it's not like something that you'd really return to again and again mm -hmm. for for any kind of entertainment, I thought. It is way better than one of the games I reviewed recently, though. What was that? Raven Squad. Oh. <laughs> I remember you, you, you sent me an aim at like 10 o'clock at night. At one point, you were just like, Raven Squad is the worst game I've ever played. <laughs> well, that was like, was you could tell, you could see, I could feel so the, your pain through the internet. The, worse game than crazy the game's literally only like three hours long, which is amazing. So it's, it's like 10 or 11 levels, and each one's like 15 minutes. And, and like, but I was getting to the end. Value, I was getting to the so end, good. I was like, man, this game is so awful. And then at the last level, the ver it has just autosaves. And it auto-saved at a part where it made it impossible for me to beat the level, and I had to replay it. And I was like, man, that's how they get you to make this all, game longer all, than three all hours. All 15 minutes. <laughs> Cheap and terrible. Wait, no, so wait. let me ask you this. So a lot of times, if there's like, if a game, say a good game, is only three hours long, we might kind of ding it and go like, hey, you know, it's good, but, it, I mean, $60 for a three-hour game, eh. But I'm saying if a game is horrible and it's only three hours long, do you actually give it a higher score? <laughs> well, if I, I don't, maybe I did, but I give it a two. <laughs> That's not a good score. But you need to walk me through what exactly a Raven Squad is. Uh, okay. It's called a, a murder. So there's a. Oh, yeah, murder of crimes. There's a group of mercenaries known as the Raven Squad uh, who. But I think they explained the title. Are um, hired to recover a case uh, from the Amazon jungle. And is it like a case of beer? Well, uh, like with important business documents in it, I think. <laughs> and then as they are, are going, to, going to retrieve it, their plane gets shot down, <laughs> and they get embroiled in a Amazonian civil war, Ooh, and then bro. they save the day. Are they women? It's all guys. Oh. There is a girl in the game who... Is there any snooze <laughs> who, who sounds kind of like a Russian lady trying to do a like a Mexican accent. <laughs> It's sad. It's so bad. Accent. The voice acting in the game in is Soviet Mexico. So bad. The voice acting <laughs> is so bad. Who it's made amazing. that game? I can't remember. But they um, they didn't. If you watch the credits, surprise, surprise, nobody's listed as any voice acting credits because <laughs> it's just they were like, hey, you know, Bill, <laughs> Bill from accounting, come into the sound booth. You're the main character. Yeah. So just wow. so people understand the way that games are made, uh, a lot of times audio is almost always put in where it's temporary. So they have like just testers or just random people who that's what who, the sounds who like. do who do the VO and then they actually replace it with real VO later on. And it just seems like they didn't actually have the budget to do that. Part. It really seems like they just left it that way because there'll be parts oh, yeah. where like. You get shot, and the the voice that comes out is the main character going, "Ow, I'm being shot," <laughs> and then you well, then you kill you know someone, what's going on. and be like, "Nice, I killed one." <laughs> what are these guys saying? I mean, wouldn't you say that in battle? <laughs> I killed a guy. Nice. Tango down. Yeah. How is that any different? From, how is that any different from Gears of War? Because Moving left. It kind of sounds like Clayman. Cry. <laughs> maybe, nice. maybe he's doing some like. Oh, it's so bad. On the side. It's so bad. That's the game's cool. awful. The the idea of the game was that it was a first person shooter slash RTS. So you could switch between the two views. For and you those play who it don't, I, I'm watching our video podcast. Ryan Getty just made a face like a cat farted on him. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was should have been accompanied by this. What? <laughs> and then how is it an RTS? Good. It goes up to like a satellite view, and you just direct the guys around, and they do the fighting for you. It's That's awful. Really sounds, it's sounds, basically it, not strategy. You just kind of direct sounds guys. Sounds innovative around. to me. You kind of just <laughs> yeah. shuffle little guys around the screen, and then you can go down to the first person shooting, and like the AI is totally broken, and it looks like crap, and the game's awful. Huh? 
Sounds, uh, reader mail. Sounds pretty good. Reader mail? Sure. Let's do it. Oh, we printed stuff out. Nice. Oh, yeah. Stephen McLaughlin. Nice. This is a professional nice. podcast. Says, hey, misters. Stephen here got a few hey, questions mister. for you. mister. Oh, what? man, wait. Before we even get to that, that did remind We did post our top 25 Dreamcast games. We did. Yes. And we got a lot of flack for not having Shenmue on the list. It did not make the list. We had... This was not just determined by one person, though. We had... Five. Uh, five people voting. They were all hardcore Dreamcast people. And did anybody... Put zero. I got zero, zero. Zero people got no put votes. it even on the list. So Levi Buchanan <clears throat> put it on his list as the last thing, but he also accidentally voted for 27 games. So, <laughs> so he got pushed off of his okay, so list. So we all voted for 25, top 25 games, and, and it did not make the top 25 nope, of, nope, anybody's yeah, of anybody's Which list. Which doesn't mean that Neither we think it's the worst game ever made, just that it doesn't deserve to be no, in the top 25. One of the, one of the most uh, overrated games. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of I, when I, when I bought that and game. And I and Sonic be, Adventure people were uh, like really upset that wasn't on. I used to be the the most hardcore crazy Dreamcast fan, and I played all the way through Shenmue, convincing myself it was great. Yep. Straight up until my my college roommate at the time walked in, and saw me driving that stupid forklift around, <laughs> and he just goes, "What the hell are you doing?" It's like it's the game. You have a job. He's like, "You have a job in a game. You're an idiot." <laughs> and then he made up some some conspiracy story about how they probably had this networked, and actually all the people who bought Shenmue were actually moving boxes around in some warehouse in China, and we were just doing like so, menial labor. It's like outsourcing. So, so, so yeah. I had. Well, so, I mean, they have the same thing in the sense. It's just you don't actually have to drive the fork. You don't well, actually have to do the stupid menial labor. <laughs> I, mean, I would say like I had the same thing where I was a huge diehard uh, Dreamcast fan so I convinced myself mm-hmm. that it was great. And then one day I was talking to my friend and he was like so what's your favorite part about Shenmue? And I said oh when you find the Sega Saturn and plug it in and get to play Super <laughs> Hang On and Space Harrier. And he's like what? And I'm like oh yeah I played those games for hours. I almost didn't finish the game. And they're like wait so the best part of this game is when you get to play an older game. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, actually, the best part about Shenmue was the massive fight at the end. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, I finished the game. I was like, why wasn't the whole game well, like this? How do I, I didn't get I, more fights I, like I, this? So this is the sad part is that Shenmue 2, which nobody bought and didn't come out on Dreamcast I in the U.S. It Xbox. And it, but it came out on Xbox, is way better. It's actually what Shenmue 1 should have been. Like, the fighting is actually really cool. Like, the all the quick time events are really good. Uh, you're not stuck doing a whole bunch of dumb jobs. It looks way better. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... It, it was that was a much better game that nobody played, but Shemu won. Meh. So there you go. It was a great. I mean, the concept was brilliant because originally yeah. it was just, I you know, Yusuke's like, I made Virtua Fighter. I should make a Virtua Fighter RPG. And I think if he had actually done that mm-hmm. and just like not gone into the Shenmue realm and just actually made something based in the Virtua Fighter world, it might have been kind of cooler. Anyway, all right, back to this reader mail. Yeah, sure. Uh, first question is, what games do you game, and is it proper hardcore? Ooh. Hmm. Proper hard go. I think we've been talking about games we've been gaming. No, I think we've been talking about games we've been reviewing. Yeah. Mm. Oh. oh yeah, I played Batman. I I got I I beat it. Um, that game was really good. That was it's uh, very good. I still need to play that. that was I way had a better than I thought it was going to be. I think it's, that's still <laughs> the best game I've played this year so far. I mean, obviously we have some pretty big heavy hitters coming out. Ballin nice. games. Yeah. But so far, to this point, that would be my game of the year. All in good street language. But that also Charles. is because <laughs> I don't think up. there's been very many <laughs> great games. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's been a little slow. But uh, yeah, that's, Batman's really good. I've been, I've been gaming Forza, which uh, is the never-ending game. I've been gaming, actually, I've been gaming Lost Odyssey, which I never, which I never gamed when it came out because I didn't have time. 
but I've been I went back and I'm really enjoying it. It's good. Did you uh, it's, did you get to the funeral scene yet? I did. I just actually just where I got to and um you know the the little kids one takes off and I'm I'm chasing after him but uh yeah it's it's really that, I enjoyed that, it that game I think is best described it's like Lord of the Rings where it never it, you think it ends five times and it doesn't end <laughs> it's really a I'm strange like it's it. so dark it's oh, like so... or are you oh well I'm on I'm on like level 85 or something or are you I've I've gotten almost all the achievements I'm pretty or much there are you there's actually 2,000 achievements in <laughs> <laughs> and a thousand levels well uh, Reverend Sean Daniels wrote in Oh, God. As a minister and avid video game player, I have found it hard to be as flexible about my hobby as some other folks may have. My question is, how can I feel comfortable about playing video games with my congregation and those I'm around? Gaming is such a huge hobby of mine, but I feel like I'm alone on this. What? I don't get the question. I don't know. What is... Did, I didn't remember reading... How can I feel uncomfortable about... How can I feel comfortable about playing video games with my congregation? What? feels bad that he's playing video games i don't get, i mean i'm i i'm not a bible bible expert but i have been to sunday school and i don't remember them ever mentioning one time that you uh, went to sunday school i did aren't you jewish i went to both really yeah wow yeah i'm just making that up <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I just i don't i don't i don't remember there ever being a passage in the bible so like thou shalt not video thou game thou shalt not enter virtual worlds thou and... shalt not destroy the halo <laughs> i mean if it's one thing if he's talking about like violent or explicitly sexual video games but he didn't say no, that yeah, if he's playing battle raper i mean that's, that's an awesome game i don't know awesome. if, I, awesome I don't know game. if sinning virtually really counts as sinning though hmm that's I mean, true. It's, it's not real. Yeah, what, <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> yeah, what no. happens in World of Warcraft stays in World of Warcraft. Oh, well, not all the time. Gary Gary Withrow says that uh, he was flipping through Saturday morning cartoons and noticed a very familiar voice booming for the speakers. And he wants to know, does Hillary do voice acting for characters other than Cobra Commando? And there's a YouTube link, which obviously we can't click on right now to listen to. But You should click on it. I did click on it. Oh, it didn't work. You have a computer right there. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, yeah, I do. I do uh, a lot of voices. I do Hallie Mandel's voice. Anytime you see him on like The Tonight Show, that's actually me. <laughs> I do David Allen Greer. Can, can but you, only from can the waist down. Right <laughs> no, I can't. Oh, contractually, I can't. <laughs> yeah, my uh, also my uh, my foot is a stand-in for Brad Pitt. Hmm. For him entirely, or for his foot? No, just for his foot. Whenever he has a foot shot, <laughs> right. like I do, I do stand and stuff. Foot on screen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, a, I'm, I his, I'm his foot double. I don't know if you know this, but Brad Pitt has very funky looking feet. They're tiny. Yeah, so it's really tiny. Yeah, so when he needs some, when he needs to show his feet in a scene, I, they call me up. Hmm. His people. Uh, Noel K says, "How's it hanging, TRLers?" To the left. Wasn't the second DLC pack for Race Driver Grid announced earlier this year? It was supposed to contain, amongst other stuff, some Australian cars and tracks. It came out. It was the V8 supercars. There you go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that came out. That came out. Oh. This question's long. <laughs> Ult- Ultimate Marshmallow Sensation <laughs> says, <laughs> subject marbles and pancakes. Hi. Mm. I love your podcast, guys, even though I don't have a 360, but that's not a problem because the 360 is the last thing you talk about. I got a question. What's your favorite Jackie Chan fight scene? Oh, my God. There's been so many. Um, I'm a pretty big fan of the end of, uh, end of Super Cop. Um, the end of Super Cop is really with good. The, the train and helicopter stuff. That's like, pretty awesome. I, but Super Cop also has the awesome um, ladder scene. 
That's true. Uh, yeah, super cops. I have a uh, yeah. Wait, which ladder scene? I don't remember that. Uh, where he fights with a ladder. It's not Supercop or is that Supercop 2? Uh, no, I think I think that's Supercop. I yeah. like the... I think it was like... Oh, I can't remember which... Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. I don't, the, I don't um, know my no Jackie. No offense, but Jackie Lee's better. Fight Drunken Master has a couple good... Oh, uh, Drunken Master has some really good... Actually, Drunken Master 2 is way more awesome. But yeah, I mean, to, to, to describe a little bit the, the train scene, that's got... it's He's hanging from a helicopter on a ladder, uh, yeah. which they... Yeah. they ride across the city and it looks like he's actually hanging off of he that is? ladder. Wait, but because don't they show after the credits they show like the outtakes and like he broke his leg or something like that hanging off that ladder. Um, and I yeah, so. they, sh- they show him at, at like low he, altitude he, like, he, but he, I don't he, know he, if they actually took him up all the way and he was hanging yeah. off that ladder up there but they have some guy in a yellow suit hanging off a ladder like hanging over the city like writhing and stuff unless it's just a remote control dummy but I, I don't know the specifics there but then it like lands on a, tr- a moving train mm-hmm. and there's just a huge fight scene on top of this moving train with like rotor blades and yeah. and stuff yeah, flying by and it's it's completely bonkers and like people um, I don't remember her name uh, the the female lead in that movie but uh, she jumps a dirt bike onto the train at some point yep. and it's just like nobody no action movies coming out now at least in in North America have anything close to that ridiculous like it's just those people are crazy yeah like, <laughs> I'd, I'd say the only real like uh, kung fu action movies that I've liked recently are the Tony Jaw ones yeah they're okay. awesome Ong Bak yeah Russia those are Bok. insane oh you gotta see Ong Bak there's a new one coming out isn't there yeah it's called what Ong Bak Ong Bak okay Never, never heard of it. That's the one where uh, the new one is the one where in the trailer he does like the kickflip off of like the pachyderm's head or something like that. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like an elephant and he yeah, yeah. he runs up its the trunk pachyderm. and does a backflip. You didn't off know it. if it was specifically an elephant. You didn't want to be wrong, so you just said <laughs> the pachyderm. Yeah, it could have been a mammoth or I mean, what, what other pachyderms are there besides elephants? I don't know. I don't think there are any. I'm pretty sure sure it's cheetahs. Elephants and cheetahs. That's it. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that this is why you were exiled to Seattle. (laughs) For calling you on your pachyderm knowledge uh, or lack thereof. Marmalade. Marmalade. Sure. Why not? Marmalade. Maybe. A squid. Squid is a marmalade. (laughs) Homemade Uh, preserves. But yeah, Tony Jaw is awesome. All right. Agreed. Definitely watch the Angbach movies. Uh, Tom says. No Jim Cotta, I'm sure. Uh, I enjoyed reading your review of the original Dirt and now Dirt 2. One complaint you had in Dirt was the central pivot for turning. Is that still the case with Dirt 2? And does that ready and does that ready take away from the enjoyment of the game? No, that's not an issue in Dirt 2. Is it still a central pivot for the turning? No, it doesn't feel like it at all now. Do they how do they how does that work? A lot of um a lot of those dirt style games, what? off-road racing they all use a central pivot like i know sega rally does that as well yeah the, uh dirt 2 it, it definitely like you can actually tell that it is uh working properly like a real car the problem is is that uh oh the thing i didn't like about the game was just that you have the rally cars which even when they're you're racing like wheel to wheel against other cars like they feel like real cars and then like the the toy trucks and stuff are so dumb like that when you control them they're just bouncing everywhere it just like I mean, it, it is realistic because that's how those cars, like, race, but it just makes it completely arcadey when you're doing it. And so it's, like, this weird mix where it's, like, at one point, you'll be in one race, and it's all super serious, and it's, like, you know, control is very realistic and, you know, all this stuff, and you have to actually be very accurate with how you're driving. And then the very next race, it's just, like, everybody's all over the place knocking each other around. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's good. Oh, you got a lot of really good review scores, though. I, I gave it actually one of the lowest scores at, like, an 8.4. 
Um, I think most people gave it like a nine. Can you actually say more about Forza, or is that uh, under wraps? Sure, whatever. I don't care. That Microsoft <laughs> doesn't listen to this. That's why we call it through your life. Uh, I don't know what else I can say. Uh, I mean, we've talked about the career mode before, so okay. I'm uh, I'm at level 40 now on the the driving, and uh, they said the goal the goal is you're supposed to get to level 50 by the end of the 60s, and I'm in the fifth season now, and the game is getting incredibly long. Like, uh, so they give you stats at the end of each of these seasons, and each season starts. Uh, so it's it's all dynamic calendar that's built on a. Uh, uh, every week, you have a choice of the type of event you want, and one choice is always f- race a new track that you haven't raced before. The second choice is always race in a race that's in a car that you're currently in. So you can just switch to another car, and it'll give you a different race. And the last one is race in a car you haven't driven in before that you own. Uh, and so it's kind of cool because that, that builds out dynamically based on sort of like the cars that you're gifted at every level, which also changes based on the cars that you like to drive and stuff. Uh, but then throughout that, like every other week, they have these kind of tent poles that never change in the seasons, and those are championship races. And it's like an event that I think the first season, maybe it's like three races. So you basically have a two-week set where you pick like that, one of those dynamic events, then it ends with a Sunday where you do a championship race, and then you get another two weeks where you choose like your whatever event you like, then it goes, it's always that championship race again, and that's how the season's built, like playing through that championship. But each season they add an extra month to the championship leg so when you get to i'm on the fifth season now and it's like 13 weeks long or something like that so that's 13 races which the races themselves on each championship are about 20 minutes long each uh on top of that then i've got a two-week series of races for a dynamic event some of those can have up to like six races within the event and some of those races can be like 10 to 20 minutes long each so when I finished season four, it said that I had raced 552 miles in one season. And then I went back and looked at my stats. And in the first three seasons, I had raced 560 miles. Wow. So, so in one season, increases. I had, and totally in season five, I'm probably racing 500, like, I'm probably racing 1,000 miles, I think. So season six, it might take forever to get to. Like, I've, my driving time in the game, I think, is like 16 or 17 hours now. And I've won, or I've raced in almost 200 events, and it says that and I'm 12% through the career. So, yeah. Which so, is, because the career is based on uh, winning every, all 220 events. When you finish the sixth season, you'll only have raced like 55 events, I think. So there's still another, whatever, 145 to then continue to play through and get to. So it's ridiculously long. Like, it's... Wow. Huge. Well, what uh, what are your favorite cars that you've been racing so far? Uh, well, the R8 is awesome. That's what I got um, on the uh, uh, at level twenty, and I can't really say what some of the other cars are because I honestly they haven't announced them all, and I said I don't want to say a car that hasn't been announced. But uh, obviously they've announced the R8. This is the new R8, the five point two that's coming out. V10. Uh, uh, yeah, and it's awesome. It's so awesome. It 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 it's like so. I this is the thing is if you play the game with all the assists on then I don't think the game is very good. I mean, just in terms of... It's just like every car is kind of the same. It's yeah. not very exciting. But if you turn all the assists off, 
I think this is one of the few racing games where you can drive with all the assists off, and almost any car you can still drive with a controller. Because it's just, it's so, they've done a really good job of nuancing their controls enough that you can actually still handle those cars. Except the Ford GT, which is way hard to drive. There, That's there, the only I mean, car that I, in the E3 build that I, that I played that I was like, yeah. this car is impossible there, to drive. There are a few that are just really, really hard to drive, because you just have to be so subtle with how you accelerate that it's hard to do it on a trigger, but... Most of the cars you can still drive with the assists all off, and you get an amazing sense of how different the cars feel. And like the R8 is one where one of the few cars with all the assists off and everything, you can still drive that like an arcade car because it controls and handles so well that you almost you rarely need to worry about like spinning out and losing control of the car, which is like impressive. And it's like you know you race in the same laps, you know a lot of times same tracks, but because the game encourages you to constantly be switching cars and trying out new stuff. This is always giving you new cars you want to try out. Like, you know, you race the same track five times, but because you're in a completely different car, that's that it's a completely different class, and because it's so well-tuned to have that individual feel, you actually race differently in all five cars. So it's really impressive that and those way. guys are, like, so crazy about getting those cars exactly right. Like, yeah. when I went to that um, Audi-Microsoft thing, um, I was listening to Dan Greenwald, who's one of the, you know, head producers at Turn 10 on the game, talking to one of the Audi guys. And as we were at that event, they were going to certification, like, two days later, and they were still tweaking the R8's suspension. They were like, it wasn't exactly, exactly right, so we tweaked it again. And it was like, right up until the very last minute, they were they were tightening up all of these little tiny things on that game. It's insane. Yeah, it's it's really, and it's really long. And I would say too, I mean, uh, they haven't talked too much about multiplayer, but I know it was revealed on another site. Um, but the multiplayer is like crazy amount of, it has like the level of customizations and matches that you'd expect from a great first-person shooter. Like, so take about all the kind of cool stuff that you can customize for your own private match in Halo or something like that, and then imagine being able to do that with a car so that you can be like, let's have three teams. Like, we'll just create our own uh, game of Demolition Derby. We'll have three teams. Like, you set what is the, the winning uh, conditions. So it could be time, could be like drift points, could be like whoever actually survives. Uh, and then you can say these people's cars are heavier than the other people, and these people will get a start, a head start. So you can play a game of chase where it's like one car is heavier, but he gets to, to drive like a, he gets to start a minute ahead of everybody else, and then all the other cars are basically trying to gang up on him. Like it's really cool. Can you like, decide all the stuff you can do. where the sniper rifle spawns? Yes. That's nice. Yeah. Hmm. It's Guys, good to have complete control. Momentous, momentous occasion. I just got an email. We have just gotten our very own Three Red Lights podcast email address. Has been oh! created. Really? <laughs> Three Red Lights <laughs> at IGN.com. Really? There wow. it is. Got email it is alias right three red lights from... at IGN.com. Created. Wow. So that's three, the, 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 the word three. The word three spelled out. Wait, so yeah, how do you, you spell that? T H R E E. Oh, God. Red that's two lights. E's. But how do you spell lights? I mean, are you L-I-G-H-T-S. How do you spell red? <laughs> R-E-D. Three <laughs> red lights. We'll, we'll put it up on the site, too. You'll be able to, be able to see it. So we have an email address. We now. have an email address. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. It only took 100 and whatever episodes. <laughs> Man, are there yeah. underscores in it or asterisks? It's just all one word. 
Is, back, it, is there a comment? How many exclamation points are in there? Oh, 17 exclamation tilde. points. I forgot to mention tilde. that part. Right. <laughs> Three tilde red pipe lights asterisk. I want, can we put, in, can we put in, uh, an automatic response though whenever somebody emails it where we just act like the old man responds. He's just like, get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, we could. Grant we should, I point. This is amazing though. Wow. We're moving on up. Hilarious. After our, after our uh, take that podcast beyond after our twenty minute intro to this podcast where I don't even know what we're talking about <laughs> yeah, mainly Neptune there's no idea it's Neptune yeah. and... the worst podcast of all time <laughs> officially congrats this on a, taking this, this over one... this one had moments it's okay. not our worst ever no I'd say out of 125 <laughs> this is probably at 124th. least in, in, I'd say it, 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 it's, 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 it's the Raven it's, Squad it's, 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 it's in the top 100 it's in the top 100 it's in the top 100 yeah. but, but that's because so many of our podcasts are so bad and that's because so many of them don't actually exist yeah. <laughs> yeah. that happens too wait so I have, I have a, a 4 to 3 question better or worse than Gran Turismo 5 why well, I haven't played Gran Turismo 5 so I can't yeah, tell but you you have to answer the question though or or, or I don't know. Well, well actually, I'm going to say it's better because it, it's come out. Or it is coming out. Yeah. So that already If you have a 360 uh, and not a better. PS3, then it's definitely better. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because you can play it. Actually, if you have a 360 and a PS3, it's still better because you can play it first. Yeah. You can play Forza and then wait and then buy GT5 afterwards. I don't see why you would do that. Are, do, are people assuming that they're going to announce the release date at TGS for, for Grand so. Turismo 5? Right? I would think so. I would think they have to announce it before Forza comes out. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> is that Polyphony Digital? They have a massive studio over in uh, Tokyo. So also, yeah. we will have yeah, a Forza review far earlier than the game is available. Ooh. A uh, review embargo. I don't know if we're not allowed to say this or not, but whatever. A review embargo is in early <laughs> October. So uh, I don't remember them uh, saying not to say it. So it's in early October, and the game comes out on the 23rd in the U.S. and I think a week earlier in uh, Europe. So. Hmm. Yeah. But before all that is uh, TGS next week. TGS next week and ODST. So yeah, next week's big. Oh, wait. Big time. What's uh, what's happening at TGS that we can talk about? Uh, Microsoft is having meetings. I'm not sure if I can say specifically what they're having meetings there about. They haven't told me meetings. about them. But they are showing games. Uh, they actually put out a big public list yesterday. They're going to show off uh, Crackdown 2. 2. Natal will be there. Uh, they're going to have um, a bunch of wacky Japanese games that no one's ever heard of. They said, actually, that on their video-only display, they have like a big booth there with some videos running they had listed crackdown 2 as one of those as video only that they'll have but they also listed uh halo reach on there and what? fable 3 really but those might just be the e3 the trailers, trailers. E3 yeah. and, the, and yeah. the gamescom trailers again although so we'll see i don't know bungie but, maybe not you know not by its own you know plan but they actually did show the first stuff of odst at tgs last year it's true but i would imagine they don't the want to release stuff. a massive Reach trailer the same week that ODST comes no, out. No, probably not. Wow, that not would be bad. Yeah. Though, uh, speaking of uh, ODST coming out, shouldn't uh, Halo Waypoint be coming live on uh, XBL very now? They had a date. Uh, it was September 20-something. It, it's is, right around now, yeah. There is a time when it will be happening. And when's I remember the, seeing a date. And when's the anime come out? Uh... Halo Legends, right? Oh, that was also listed as being in video form at. uh, So not going to be playable. Not going to be playable. Well, they. they, I mean, they. I believe that that anime. They are launching Waypoint with a most likely a preview of one of the episodes. Probably not a full episode. The episodes are not very long. Like I, I, I'm half hour. hour. I I don't even think they're that. I think the episodes are like 
10 minutes. Well, how many what? of them are there? Yeah. I thought there were only a few. There are like, a, I mean, yeah. So if you think about getting, like, it's not going to be a box set. It's going to be a DVD when it finally comes out. Like, I'm you, getting the box set. I don't <laughs> care what, I don't care if they. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, like, a, an anime collection, like, being, you know, 100 minutes or whatever, it's not that bad, so. There's two episodes that are two parts, so I think yeah. some, a couple of the episodes are going to be 20, or like, 30 minutes long or whatever, but they're not, like, it's not like a full TV episode or anything. And they've said that they have a deal to have at least a couple of those episodes either be previewed, and I don't know if that means a full episode or not, on Waypoint before they're available for download. So, But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That looked really cool. I liked uh, looking at all that stuff. If you like Halo stuff, you'll like it. My question about TGS was, are we going to hear anything more about Rainy Woods? Oh, I'm going to look for it. It has been far yeah. too long. No, Is that the one the, the, to it. the Twin Peaks ripoff yeah, game? Yeah, it's yes. like Twin Peaks, the game. That's awesome. Ooh, I actually inspired. just got another email. Oh, my God. <laughs> Eric is getting emails. Yeah. But this one did says Halo that... Did Halo ODST show up? But uh, it's no, like, it didn't. We, but we it made did a mistake. You do not have an email, an email address. update, we can let people know that the review will be September 19th. Oh, can we give a time? Yep. Nope. What? what? Are they going to slowly narrow it every day? What did you would, say? It says, we would prefer if you let your readers know they should check back this weekend. But if you need to be specific, you can say September 19th. And this so, is stupid. September 19th. <laughs> Okay, so just keep hitting refresh every minute on September 19th. Starting September what day 19th. of the week is that? That's Saturday. Saturday. Okay. That's I'm busy that day. Dumb. I'm not going to be able to read your review. <laughs> All right, fine. I don't care. I'm going to comment on your review and call you stupid. Oh, uh, thanks. <laughs> you'll be, I'm sure you'll be one of three to 400 with the exact same comment. That's pretty much any comment on the site is just yeah. well, calling everyone stupid. stupid. Well, I'm hoping that I'll have a copy of ODST on Friday and I won't bother reading your review because I'll be playing Firefight. Yeah. I'll send you an XBL message that calls you stupid. I'm going to be – no, it's, I'm glad I got to play uh, ODST a bunch already because I'm going to Tokyo next week. So Lulz. I'm going to miss the launch. Oh, that's right. Just like I did when Halo 3 came out two years ago. Missed the launch for that one because I'm it's actually Tokyo. going to the launch, the Halo 3 ODST launch event in Seattle on Monday. Ooh. So if anybody up in Seattle is going to that. I'm actually going to the Halo ODST launch event in on your Neptune. basement? Oh, oh on Neptune. <laughs> yeah. Run, run by you. It's, it's yeah, really popular. <laughs> I'm, gonna try, I'm, I'm trying to attract people, you know. I think I can get a lot of the packs. How many, how many credits is a ticket? Uh, oh, it's a, oh, a space ticket. A space ticket. <laughs> space well, ticket. well right, now, right, now, right now we're running a special where uh, we pay uh, – it's free to wow. come. Ooh, wow. and so you only have to pay for the way home. So, <laughs> so we'll get you there and then you will buy a ticket to return home uh, we cannot disclose the pricing of the uh, ticket how many space credits that will be yeah we can't just, just you know we can't disclose the pricing of the ticket to get home space. just get come a, for free get a blanket here's and a, a space helmet and a push here's a totally off topic story that I think <laughs> will be good for closing the podcast have you guys driven out to uh, Mere Woods across the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge yes yeah. on the way out there if you look on your left there's a, a couple restaurants and stuff, some stuff and there's also a video rental place called the video droid wow and every time i go by charles i, th- I believe we've had a long conversation there, about there this, have been many video about, about how, how you can only rent you can only rent your videos from the video droid in space credits <laughs> true. They, they send out the uh the video the uh robotic uh bounty hunters if you if you have well yeah i mean i don't understand what else rentals. would you give a droid like, yeah. it's not going to accept money. It doesn't need money. It's a it droid. Needs, it needs credits. It needs credits. Space credits. Yes. I mean, it's a droid. And Where'd we'll sell out from? the uh, Hunter Seeker droid after you if you don't return your DVDs. Uh, yeah, sometime. you don't want that. No, definitely not. Or a Beholder. Either one. Welcome to Video Droid. <laughs> it's your best droid voice. Please make your selection. Your put space on the, selection. Put your DVD on the Rentrometer. 
<laughs> but it wouldn't be you wouldn't be renting movies. You'd be, you'd be renting something more futuristic, like like hollow films. Yeah. Or Please put hollow your hollow films. disc on the rentrometer. <laughs> it's like uh, my hollow disc isn't in HD. Get out. Please scan your barcode so that we may deduct six Galacton credits. <laughs> See, that's even further in the future. And the, You're dropping yeah. Galacton the video droid just there. has like 18 million arms sticking out of it, so it can, can process every customer at once. Yeah, but basically. You would, all you like do is like wave your credit disc in front of it. You, no, just need you to have like... a barcode that's tattooed onto your wrist, and you just scan that. Yeah, see, I don't, think, really I don't think you'd need a card like if uh, you were going to call it a credit card. Once it credits be a chip come about. That's inside your body. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, but this is the thing. If we're talking about the future. It's coding to your DNA. If we're talking about the future, what if you don't have a body anymore? Hmm. As we've seen for Futurama, which clearly depicts the future, or you could we, just have a head. Seen by Charles well, I, mean, I can Mr. already, picture. I can already order stuff online. <laughs> like you know, I don't have to be there in person. Like, it'd be the same as that. Just like use your brain to like send out. Yeah, it would eventually be a telepathic system. Sure. Of credits. It would probably yeah. scan your retina. You'd never get rid of the credits. But what if you like like Hill is saying? What if you don't have retina? Yeah. What if anymore? you what if you lose your eyes? Because think about it, if if our eyes start being the windows to credit, then wait, people are going to start wait, mugging you for eyes. Wait, wait, wait. That, that might be racist. Sounds like a Philip but, K. Dick well, no, if you lose your eyes, what are you doing at the video droid? <laughs> they can, like, <laughs> you're lost. <laughs> well, You're asking for directions. Well, first of all, first of all, they have a fine selection of Braille videos. <laughs> there's, a, there's a separate direction droid anyway. You get to the end of the super cop uh, Braille thing, and you're just like, man, this fight scene is yeah, awesome. Well, like, man, with a ladder sign. I think the bigger question is if, oh, he, if, he lift. if I'm blind, why am I driving through mere woods? Yeah. <laughs> you can feel trees. Yeah, I'm the I'm the guy that crashed his car into the video droid. Yeah, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be much different from most San Francisco drivers, so that wouldn't be very out of the. No, that wasn't fair. No, that was not. I'm just saying. You should be thankful. You should go. City driving. It's why don't city you driving go, does go, suck. Go, go spend a week in Boston. Oh, and Boston's come back the here. worst. I mean, Boston has the yeah, worst. If any drivers. reader out there can think of a city that's worse than Boston for driving. I don't think there could possibly be a in city. In the United States. In the United States. And, 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 there, there are European oh, cities yeah, yeah. that are awful just by and design. And for sports but. fans. Sporting fans and driving. Boston's oh, the worst. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's the problem, though, is that if there's a Red Sox game, one, driving is awful, so you don't want to do that. But then if you get, you know, on the train or anything like that, and you're just stuck listening to damn sports fans, they're jerks. I went to an ACDC <laughs> concert in Boston once, and as wow. it was piling out, the entire, like, 30,000 people just started chanting, Yankees suck. I was like, we're at an ACDC concert. Yeah, so <laughs> I went to, suck? All right. I went to, uh, I went to Fenway Park and was in the bleachers for a game. And uh, it was against the A's, too. So it wasn't even a game anybody could possibly care about. <laughs> <laughs> Though I will say the Red Sox did lose on a bad call. So that was kind of nice. But, I mean, like, the fans are nuts. Oh, like, yeah. like, unreasonable. Like, it's, it's – I mean, you still have to say this is American nuts. Because nothing compares to how insane sports fans are and the rest of the world. Yeah. Because they're totally nuts. Any soccer fan like or tennis fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like nobody jumps on a tennis court in the U.S. really. But, you know. Unless you're playing. <laughs> Look, I'm going to let, you, I'm gonna let <laughs> you finish your game. I'm going to let you finish your game. But Beyonce had one of the greatest videos of all time. I'm just saying. I'd say you, soccer, so, soccer fans so, so would you saying. say that Kanye West is now going to become on YouTube, will become the new keyboard cat? That there will just be videos that will just actually meme. get stopped. Yeah. And it's just like Kanye West. What? I just want to say. <laughs> I'll, I'll let, let you finish. I'll let you finish. But I just want to say. It's already like this ridiculous meme that's everywhere. Yeah. Seems like it's pretty widely applicable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we'll never do it. It's no we ceiling cat. We'll never do it again. No, I do like ceiling cat because Ryan Giddies is never coming on. Keyboard cat's dead though. That's kind of sad. <sighs> He's dead. I thought he died. 
Oh yeah, he did actually. The yeah, actual real a keyboard cat. Yeah. A, re- a real no, American the hero according cat. to Villa Rice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, American. true American. He died in the 80s. Keyboard cat. Keyboard cat's been dead for 20 years. Yeah, the that video that's, that's creepy. creepy. Keyboard cat video. Well, he was well, he was the first cat to go to Neptune. Yes. <laughs> no, that was recorded was like cat. on VHS, on like way space. back in I don't know when. And then in the 80s? he used it. The you trying to say that, that keyboard cat was on coke? Yeah, and died from a speedball overdose. <laughs> yes, he was hanging out at CBGB. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> thinking about he was, DNA credits. He, he was, he, when he was playing keyboard, he was actually writing the score to Miami Vice. Nice. Exactly. That's the drum intro. Yeah, go to knowyourmeme.com. You can find, find Oh, that. wow. Ooh, look uh, at you. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather go to um, keggersofyore.com. Keggers of Yore uh, is amazing. Is and I will give everybody a hint because I thought it was hilarious to do. I just took random pictures from Keggers of Yore and then tagged them with all of my friends. <laughs> and, <laughs> on Facebook. And, 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 only on Facebook. And I thought for sure I was like, people are just going to untag. And all the people who got tagged were going to like, I look wicked cool. <laughs> like, I love that because I found one great one with this dude from the 70s going to prom in a blue suit with a giant mustache and a fro and I just tagged him as uh, 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 Tim Schafer. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great. I was like, man, if Tim Schafer only looked like this, he'd be the most awesome guy of all time. Uh, Yeah, but it's really fun to go there. And because another one that I got, I found one that actually could have been Nate. And it was just like a dude who looked like Spicoli. Like like hanging out, drinking a beer, like with a shirt off in the lawn. Was he ordering uh, a pizza? I think so. And uh, somebody actually responded, replied on that one and said, is that really Nate? Thinking it was true. But Keggers of Yore is like you'll lose hours of your life. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Just like you just did by listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so, not hours. Not so hours, if, yeah. You're, if you're somebody predisposed to losing hours of your life. Which you clearly are. Clearly are. Uh, so before we go, I'd like to say thank you all for being horrible people. Uh, sure. And uh, remember... For me, for my last official show as host. We'll have you back. No, I'm never coming back. Uh-huh. I'm, go- I'm going to Neptune. <laughs> I'm going to die. Uh, I-, I just want to say, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. And to follow us on TRL Syndrome on Twitter or IGN.com on Twitter or both. Mm-hmm. Or neither. Ryan, are you still doing your, your Twitter novel? I am. So you can very, read very slowly. Ryan's Twitter novel, 140 characters at a time. Yep, it's going to be slow going, but slow and steady rin- wins the race, Hill. Yes, I am I am Funnel on Twitter, P-H-U-N-N-E-L, so add me on Twitter and uh, you use read your real my... name, huh? Yes. <laughs> read, read my slow motion novel unfold over the next 100,000 years. That's all the time we have for today. Charles, Ryan, Are you Eric, on Twitter, Charles? Thank you. I'm not on Twitter. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I am on Twitter. I never remember to update. But then so is Master Chief, and he never remembers no. that. Well, he's probably on a, like a, a special ops mission somewhere out in yeah. the farthest reaches of space. So is, I <laughs> well, guess 1,400 years would, from now. Yes. He would have time to Twitter while his uh, shield is recharging because he just realized. No, like, but he doesn't want to communicate his I, position. I, I, I the Covenant be, Monitor like, Twitter, Charles. I'm charging I would, I would my like, shield. I would like to at least admit that I, I am leaving this podcast so that uh, Kotaku Twitter can be fully updated yes. every day. Nice. So yeah, everybody should also definitely add Kotaku. All the all the latest news. All the latest taco news. news that you could ever need. Kotaku. Just order cilantro. Also, never never to be updated again, but still hilarious to have on your watch list. Uh, Joystacks. I never added Joystacks. Yeah, Joystacks is all. Was the it about late, pancakes? Yeah, all the latest pancake news. It has a great great <laughs> pancake. Image on it. Yeah, all the latest. Yeah, Joystacks and Kotaku. And then I just I I could never think of a food ver- version of Destructoid. Hmm. 
So maybe write that into the new Three Red Lights uh, email. Let us know what kind of food name Destructoid uh, Twitter joke should have. My brain is not coming up with anything. Uh, I'm not connecting the dots there. <laughs> of course, I'm really stupid, so. <laughs> that there's, is a problem. We that. need to talk to you about it. <laughs> <I'm, I'm, laughs> you're an idiot. You are, you are really dumb. I am, uh, I'm officially ranking this podcast as number 98. All right, number 98. <laughs> Sweet. Which is something else, considering that uh, there were 50 that we didn't actually record. Wait, didn't we do a 100th episode already? <laughs> yeah, we did. This is number 98 out of, uh, the, out of 125. Out of that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that's like Darkest of Days good. Oh, God. Yeah, 125. That's just a, a special celebration. <laughs> well, too late for that. <laughs> it's good that we thought of that now. And we're out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.